Welcome to the latest episode of the Buff Zone podcast. I'm Brian Howell, and I'm pleased to be joined by my colleague, Pat Rooney. Pat, how you doing? Great, Brian. How's it going? I'm good. You know, we, it's it's funny how, you know, last week we talked about, hey, we've been talking about this team for nine months, and let's just get going. And it always amazes me how you get into football season, and it just goes so fast. And here we are week two already, and uh, we're a couple of days away from the home opener against Nebraska. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm excited for this one. I mean, this is going to be a really fun, entertaining uh, atmosphere and football game, I think. Absolutely. Everyone remembers the game in 2019. They won um, against Nebraska here in Boulder. And, uh, you know, after the events of last week, you know, I'm still I'm still kind of abuzz, Brian, about what we saw down at TCU. Uh, just an incredible performance by the Buffs. So anticipation about this team already was through the roof before they even played a game last week. Uh, now I just can't imagine what the uh, – atmosphere is going to be like uh this saturday bright and early at Folsom field yeah very early let's go back to last week um i think some of the stuff is obvious but like uh what impressed you the most about that game i mean obviously shadur was awesome and the receivers were awesome but um what kind of jumped out at you as maybe surprising or impressive about the buffs yeah i think for me you know maybe the kind of uh, overlook sort of thing is uh uh, really, the lack of mistakes. They were the more disciplined team. They they were the you know better coach team. Uh, you know TCU uh, ten penalties for seventy eight yards. CU six penalties for thirty five yards. I think afterwards that really what impressed me the most. Uh, yes, Shadur uh, Sanders was was awesome. I, I thought he would be good. I didn't necessarily think we'd see forty five points, but I think we both agreed with that, that this offense was going to be able to score points this year. I think they, we both agreed that they had big, big strike ability. We saw a lot of, a lot of both of that at, at TCU. Um, what jumped out at me was that, that later thinking about was, was the penalties, you know, TCU, the, the team playing at home, the team coming off a national championship game appearance was the team that kept making false starts. And, you know, and CU had a few false starts. I think that's the other aspect of this is that the Buffaloes played through the, 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 the very few mistakes they made that they played through them, you know, they had a few false starts. One was on a third 19. So I don't know how much that hurt them anyway. Uh, TCU, they had a lot of penalties that really hurt them. You know, if you remember, there was a false start, the play before Trevor Woods's interception down there going in toward the end zone, uh, turned a second and seven, I think it was into a second and 12. And, and then Trevor Woods made the great read and, and the interception you know, maybe another play is called if that false start doesn't happen. Maybe that sequence never occurs if that false start doesn't happen. And maybe TCU point, puts points in the board during that sequence, if not for that false start. And TCU had a few of those. The Buffs, really, they had none of those uh, throughout the afternoon. And, I, you know, I thought going into the season, I thought the kind of cohesion and maybe discipline and kind of matters like that with, with a roster that was put together on the fly – I, you know, I thought they'd score points. I thought maybe in those areas, that's where the, uh, you know, the, the, the gelling you know, or lack thereof might show up, but you know, they look like the more well-coached. They look like they've been playing together for years. Yeah. And you know, it actually started early. I mean, TCU had uh, two penalties on CU's opening drive that um, aided that drive for the buffs. And, you know, one was like right off the bat, CU's second play, uh, they had a 15 yard penalty. So, um, you know, right off the bat, 
you know, it, it's two penalties on TCU for 20 yards on that opening drive. And that kind of set the tone. And, uh, you, and there's a lot of times you look at it and say, well, six penalties, you still want less than that. But when there's 160 snaps uh, in the game, six is not very many. And you, know, you mentioned a couple of false starts for CU. Um, they actually had two on one drive in the fourth quarter, but still managed to turn that into a touchdown. And, and uh, you know, pretty much right after each one should do or hit a big pass for a first down. So, uh, you know, those penalties didn't hurt them. And I agree with you. I mean, the lack of mistakes, not only just penalties, but uh, I just didn't see miscues, you know, really anywhere. I mean, the, the biggest blunder I remember seeing was they come out, uh, get the opening kickoff to start the third quarter, and they're kind of disjointed and have to take a timeout before they even run a play. That was kind of what we expected, right, uh, for a first yeah. game. Uh, but yeah. it didn't happen until the third quarter, and it was really the only time I saw something like that where it was like, "All right, you know, the, you can't do you can't do that, obviously." But even then, you know, uh, it was the next play. Dylan Edwards takes the pass and goes seventy-five yards for a touchdown, and yeah. it's no big deal. So, yeah, yeah. I, I was impressed with uh, their discipline and and uh, and the lack of mistakes in that game. I think the other thing for me was with uh, Shadur Sanders. Um, not so much the god yardage total, you know that was that was all great. You know, I I, I, I thought he would play well. Uh, that was the least of my concerns with this team going into the season. Um, obviously, it was a, a a career day. They were able to break a few big plays. Um, you know, with uh, especially with Dylan Edwards in the passing game, that you know really uh, puffed up those totals. It was incredible to watch. But to me, the forty-seven attempts and and even a few sacks he told you you didn't come away from that thinking he made a really bad decision all day um there's been some pretty decent quarterbacks that have come through here in our time where you know even as well as they'd play you, you kind of came away from each game like oh you wish he had that throwback or you wish he had this throwback maybe only a couple times a game but they stood out they were mistakes that always found a way to hurt see you uh, that wasn't the case this past Saturday. I, you know, I couldn't really think of, you know, there's a couple throws that are a little off, but like in terms of decision-making, you know, wondering what he's doing with the ball, you know, he was even careful with it the couple times he got sacked. And, you know, uh, so you, you count the sacks, that's over 50 dropbacks where, uh, you know, I just, you know, he, he seemed to make the right decision every time. Yeah, and one of those sacks was that he was being chased out of bounds and he probably should have thrown it away. And you know, rather than take the sack yardage, but um, that was probably one of the few bad decisions he made. But you know, he acknowledged that this week and said, "Hey, that was great and everything what I did, but I've been focusing more this week on those things, and you know, I need to get rid of the ball before I go out of bounds, things like that." And so um, that's what I love about this this kid. I think he's different in that he's we've seen guys like I always love Steven Montez's ability. I think he had NFL talent, but Shadur's got NFL talent and an NFL brain. I think and. And we're seeing that he's next level with his football IQ. And and when you have that at the quarterback position, I think it gives you a shot. He really handles himself, even in the press conferences. He, he, I mean, he, he really handles himself like, you know, a, a grown man and a professional. Um, he, he seems on top of things. He's in control. He's really cool in the pocket. Like I said, he, he, he really couldn't pinpoint uh, a bad decision he made. And again, going back to the coaching aspect, it's you know the huge crowd um, on the road, and again with a new team. Um, you know these are not guys that he's played with. Uh, you know some exceptions, obviously uh, Travis Hunter being one of them. But you know guys he has not 
really gone to battle with at all. And to be that composed and in charge, it was impressive to watch. Well, I think that's what's impressed me the most about this team is that, you know, so many question marks this summer about can this team come together? You know, this brand new team come together. And we saw it on Saturday because, you know, they put in the time. And, you know, Shadur Sanders this summer um, kind of made um, some headlines that he skipped the Manning Passing Academy because he didn't want to miss out on workouts with his team. And you know, that's leadership. I mean, he doesn't need the Manning Passing Academy, but he's like, I don't want to miss out these workouts that, you know, I need with my receivers and they need with me. Uh, that's big time leadership. And so um, I think it's it's been fascinating to watch this team come together and see how they've bonded in a short amount of time. And they really have bonded over the the common thread of, hey, we're here <laughs> to kind of prove something individually, but also as a team. And uh, it was fun to see that on display on Saturday uh, in Fort Worth. Yeah, and again, along those lines, maybe the, the, the last thing that, that jumped out at me was just the responding to adversity within games, and especially that fourth quarter, going back and forth. Uh, you you Every time TCU scored, the, the Buffs answered. I mean, how many times have we seen, and maybe not last year, but when the Buffs would have competitive games that, you know, when things start to go wrong in the second. I was thought against TCU last year. Things start to go wrong. They go wrong in a hurry, right? That wasn't the case at all on Saturday. Uh, whenever you know TCU uh, you know, t- took a shot and, and put points on the board, the Buffs responded. And even at the end, uh, you know, you got the sense that the team that had the ball last would would win this one. And you know, really, TCU had the ball last, and the Buffs defense would hadn't been able to stop them at all uh, throughout the second half, uh, except for the you know. Um, you know the Travis Hunter and all, but they 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 managed to make a stop. Even after all that, they managed yeah. to make a stop. So uh, you know to do that at crunch time, as much as they'd struggled at that point, um, you know that that fighting through adversity, written we saw it on both sides of the ball, was really what stood out. Yeah, and to your point, in years past, I mean, CU got up twenty four fourteen early in the third, and then you know really kind of stalled offensively. TCU scores two touchdowns in a row and takes its first lead late in the third and in years past that kind of would have been i mean buff nation would have been like well here we go you know and tcu might have won that game 38 24 and just kind of rolled from there but see responded every time it was pretty it was pretty awesome to watch and you know i don't know about you but after the last two years of wondering if this team could get in the end zone it was kind of refreshing to be sitting in there covering the game kind of feeling confident that they were going to go down and score a touchdown. Like you, you kind of felt like, well, yeah, this offense will get it back. I looked up this one uh, toward the end of that game last night, just for you, Brian, because you got to see every road game last year. You saw exactly 70 Colorado points in those six road games. And you saw 45 in the first one this year. <laughs> see, that's a stat. I, I didn't even know. So I'm impressed with you on that one. <laughs> I do know this. I, I did look up this one too. Here's another one is that, they scored six touchdowns the other day. It was not until game five last year that they got their sixth touchdown. Which... Yeah, pretty pretty amazing. And, uh, certainly, you, you made a good point out uh, at, at some of the media access this week, uh, looking ahead to Nebraska now, that you know now there's, there, there's film out there on this team and, and what they can do and, and the personnel. What do you think uh, – what role do you think that plays at all, uh, Brian, going into – this week, as the Buffs try to try to build on this and, and get the rivalry win against Nebraska, 
Yeah, I, I think it plays a little bit of a factor. Um, I don't know how much. You know, sometimes coaches will downplay that a little bit in that uh, it's twofold in that, yes, uh, Nebraska has is the first team that's going to have some film on this CU team. But on the flip side, you know, CU has now has film on this new Nebraska team. So there's things they can adjust to. And, you know, I like – I asked Shadur Sanders about this uh, this week about – you know, that chess match of now they know kind of they've seen you guys on film. And he goes, that's eh, not that big of a deal. He goes, we we're going to dictate what we want to do anyway. And I like that yeah. confidence, but that's just kind of the way that offense is too, is they're going to dictate what they want to do. And I think Shadur Sanders is proving to be a smart enough quarterback that, you know, if they, if they get up to the line of scrimmage and they've got a different look that he hasn't seen before, he'll change out of it. And he'll, I think he'll get him in a good play. And so, um, I'm interested to see CU. I'm not saying they they won't at all, but I'm interested to see how they adjust to Nebraska having film and and kind of what Nebraska presents them this week. I I think there it, it'll be a fun game to watch in that regard. Just seeing how Sean Lewis and uh, the these coaches uh, adjust to all that. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and the, you know, the other aspect of this offense was impressive, especially early in the game when they kind of set it the tone was the way uh, Sanders was able to get rid of the ball so quickly on time, um, you know, really took a lot of pressure off the offensive line early, allowed them to kind of maybe ease into the game a little bit, uh, just getting back there and getting rid of the football. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, will Nebraska bring more, more pressure than we saw at a TCU, uh, maybe try to get Shador Sanders on his heels a little bit. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I think with the way they were getting rid of the football so quickly and uh, the array of weapons, uh, you, you certainly are rolling the dice if you sacrifice coverage and put guys on an island to try to get to Sanders, I think. Yeah, and it does sound like you know, CU is expecting more zone coverage um, you know, from the from the Nebraska defense, so that'll be a different look than last week. So, I mean, they're, they're just going to have to adjust. But, you know, things – as good as last week was, Pat, we know that it wasn't perfect. And, you know, Coach Sanders has said the same thing. I mean, obviously, uh, defensively, they gave up 42 points. They gave up over 500 yards. They got gashed in the run game. Nebraska wants to run the football. And I think that's probably where they're going to start. Um, I asked, you know, Coach this week, where do you guys have to get better? And the very first thing he said was, we have to stop the run. And I think that's massive in, the, in this game because Nebraska, if they can get the run game going and control the clock a little bit, they can keep Shadur and that offense off the field. Yeah, if there was a bright side to for Nebraska's offense in uh, their opening loss at, at Minnesota, uh, scoring only only ten points, uh, none in the first half. Uh, but they ran the ball decently. Uh, uh, there was a net of 181, average about five yards in attempt. Uh, you know they're going to come at the Buffs. Um, they who who didn't really show that they could stop the run really well against TCU. So, yeah, I agree with you. That's probably something that has to be priority number one this week, I would think, for defensive coordinator Carlos Kelly as he tries to get this unit a uh, little bit on track. You know, I pointed out my column, you know, it doesn't have to be a completely dominant defense to be effective in, in today's college football, and especially – uh, with the off sort of offense, it looks like the Buffs are going to have this year. But uh, obviously, you can't give up six touchdowns every week and expect to win. No, I, I don't think so. I, I'm not sure they'll give up six this week, but um, I think they've definitely got to be better uh, defensively. So uh, let's kind of get into predictions here. You know, what do you think is going to happen this weekend? 
Yeah, well, first, I'm very much looking forward to seeing the atmosphere out there, uh, getting out there early and uh, seeing the place fill up. It should be a heck of an afternoon at Folsom. Um, but hey, you know what? It's hard not to be impressed with the way the Buffs played uh, against uh, TCU. Uh, they were poised, and it wasn't you know just it, it wasn't any kind of fluky thing or anything. It was just a well played football game. That they they came out ahead, and uh, I expect more of the same this week. You know, it's hard for me to get really excited about um, Nebraska being able to keep pace with the Buffs. Um, I, I know uh, CU's defense did, you know, struggled last week. I, I don't think Nebraska will score only 10 points, uh, but I think the Buffaloes handle this one. I think 42-24 to 24, uh, Colorado um, and a 2-0 and start for the Buffs. Yeah, I'm thinking Buffs win as well. I'm going to give Nebraska's defense a little more credit. They did only give up 13 points in that opener, and they're pretty solid defense. Um, I think the Buffs win this thing. Um, Shador Sanders, I think, looks good again. They got to get their own run game going a little bit, but um, I've got 31 uh, 23 Buffs winning this one and, and starting off 2 and 0. And um, if they do that, then it sets up a fun game against CSU next week. But um, I do think the Buffs go to 2 and 0, uh, and it'll be fun out there. Yeah, it should be uh, a heck of an environment. Definitely looking forward to it. Um, and uh, not much else going out on, on campus this weekend. Soccer teams out of town back on Sunday at Prentup. Volleyball competing in the Wichita State Invitational this weekend. So, uh, you know, Folsom sold out. Uh, we heard there's a couple more sellouts on the docket now. So tickets are going quick. Uh, certainly been a fun story to follow so far and looking forward to Saturday. I'm just glad I got my credentials so I'm, I can go. Hopefully you got yours. <laughs> I did. I did. Okay, good, good, good. Awesome. Well, I'll see you. What's up? They were in the same envelope, so. Yeah, I, I they better have been, right? <laughs> right. Well, I'll, I'll see you out there um, bright and early Saturday morning, and, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be a fun game, and we'll be back next week to talk about it. And, uh, Pat, see you on Saturday. See you on Saturday. As always, folks, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.